Hi everyone, welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Caitlin Reinfield. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. It's Roy here with Caitlin. And uh, it is, wow, we're already really far into summer, huh? So far, and a month out from the Ohio Alliance in Sexual Violence Conference. Yeah, the OESV conference. It was, uh, um, it's already been, it's already been a lot of time past that, and and yet we're just getting to this now. And I think it's, I think it's important though for us because you know we've had, we've been so busy, so much of our summer programming. Um, we literally had to miss some of our programming for the for the conference itself, and then we got back and it was just jumping right in, kind of catching up. Um, but now I feel like we have maybe a minute today, I think, with Maddie out of the office for the week and kind of the week's prepped. And I feel like we're in a good space to just sit down here and kind of now reflect on some of this past month. So what what stood out to you at OESV conference? Um, this is my first conference ever. Yeah, um, so first professional conference yes. as an adult. First professional conference oh, as an up. adult. I'm a grown up. <laughs> yes, you My are. My brain's developed. Um, yeah, so I had such a great time. Uh, even just connecting with other people, I think right. that's what stood out the most to me and realizing how interconnected I already was with so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was just looking for stuff from the conference and going through, I was like, oh, I had talked to this person before and I hadn't even realized. Yeah. And just... Um, you know, in all of our Zoom calls, you always see people and just right. connecting them to like who they actually were. It was so nice just to see people and connect. I love talking. Um, I know we kind of forced our way into that um, resource fair. Yes. But yes. I think that was super beneficial for us. So that's what I liked the most. But obviously, I learned so much during different workshops as well. Yeah, I think, uh, and you bring up the resource fair, I think what was so cool about that was, you know, we're promoting our, you know, podcast, and one of the things that they wanted us to do at the resource fair was talk about the programming that we do, and um, I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, have eleven people signed up that want to be, appear on podcasts and want to have conversations around um, the work that they do um, on a, in a public forum, and they, you know, these are people who work for different uh, prevention programs all across the state. So it's not just impacting Warren County community, but, you know, that uh, could, we could have listeners in each of those counties hearing from people, representatives of their counties that are doing work in those counties. So, yeah, I loved that resource fair. So, um, I am interested to know, because we went to a lot of different workshops. I only think mm-hmm. I saw you in one workshop the entire okay. time. Okay. Um, what was your favorite? And you can't pick your own. Well, that's terrible because that's exactly what I was going to do. Just just kidding. I think uh, my worry about answering this question, though, is that I think I'm going to pick the same one you're going to pick. <laughs> so, um, but I'm going to I'm going to go for it anyways. Uh, I liked the eye clicker. I loved eye clicker. Okay, so why don't you uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what an eye clicker is? So an eye clicker, and I actually use these in college as well. It's just a piece of technology you bring into the classroom, and you're able to record data, so you get to ask questions. There's A, B, C, D, E, F. Maybe I can't right. remember exactly, but just um, some letter options. And then also, he talked about there being an option to type in answers, but. You don't want to let a bunch of anonymous 12-year-olds yeah, type in sure do not whatever want they want. Um, but it just it's a way to boost engagement. I think it was one that really spoke to me just because as 
um, prevention workers were always trying to get those kids to engage. And I know um, you and I have talked about um, meeting kids where they are, bringing that technology right. in, and that how that can boost engagement. But I also loved that it was anonymous. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's so similar to Kahoot. I mean, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a way to get kids clicking something and stuff. But I mean, one of the problems with the Kahoot, and I, I know it's less of a problem nowadays. Almost every school system, I think COVID was probably a catalyst for it, but almost every school system has that uh, integrated now, you know, some technology with the kids with the Chromebooks and stuff like that. But I just think, yeah, I think like you, this is such a cool way. Um, you don't have to worry about any access issues to, you know, different programs or computer technologies. This is all provided by you. You get kids engaged. And, and I, I loved the part where they talked about it kind of even um, on a day, Jamie, Jamie Fairfield was the instructor. He's super awesome. Um, he's uh, He said in there that on a day when they don't use it, kids will still click it. So, I mean, it almost acts as a bit of a uh, fidget toy yeah. for kids that are, you know, of high energy. So. It keeps them engaged whether they're actually <clears throat> using it or not. Right, right. Absolutely. So they're, they're waiting for that moment that they get to, which... It's just showing that it's even though they have cell phones, bringing in a different piece of technology for them to use still excites them. Right, even if it's not like the because it's not the flashiest piece of technology no. that ever happened. Um, in fact, it's you know it was pretty basic, um, but still something, right? Yeah. So okay, any other classes stand out to you, or was that uh, was that? The big one. That was a big one? Any that was a big one. But I also went to one, and it was from an independent consultant from San Diego. Um, and she was talking about using storytelling to destigmatize sexual and reproductive health. Um, I think that really stood out to me. We actually started with a writing prompt. So it was just, a, I love to write. It was an excuse for me to get to write a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did this thing. It was, I am, and you'd list who you feel you are I come from and then I come as a so Abby and I were in this training together and I know for mine I put I am I put an artist a daughter a friend I come from love and rural communities and then I come as a person that wants to grow so we all shared that and I think it just started the workshop off as a really nice open place where you felt willing to engage and connect with others, which I know I talked a lot about connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just talking about um, storytelling through sexual and reproductive health, we're teaching about healthy relationships. And even though we aren't technically teaching about like sexual and re- reproductive health, we are talking about consent um, and topics such like that and talking about how to storytell without trauma dumping or being uh, without exploiting people's stories. So yeah. I thought it was just really interesting for our work, even though going in traditionally, I don't think it would have been used for prevention work. Well, and I think the topics that you're discussing, I really love the intro to that class. It sounds really cool. I mean, it's a, it's like a very, I'm trying to think of a word for it, but it's like a, when you think of a social identity wheel, what identities am I bringing into this room with me? And the way you describe it makes it sound like it creates a, a real everybody come as you are. Exactly. Like, so you come as you are and you're accepted, like just a real openness to the, like now we can start learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas a lot of, it feels like in a lot of the world, it feels like um, who people are is a barrier to just learning together collectively. 
But if you break down that barrier, just come as you are, we accept everybody, um, learning can take place. So Exactly. Yeah, that's super cool. Interesting. Well, I would say one of my um, highlights of the, well, I'd say it's a double part highlight of the time there at OASV, aside from us teaching the class, we'll get there in a second, <clears throat> um, was my affinity group, the men, uh, male affinity group. Um, that's something that resonates a lot for me. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, it's basically at this conference, it's identities that are, you know, kind of grouped. Uh, you're, so you're grouped with people in your identity um, and you have an opportunity to go and meet with just them and discuss some of the challenges in the work field of prevention, some of the challenges just as that affinity group. Um, so, and as men, I got to meet with other men um, and we talked uh, about how, all these issues around sexual violence, intimate partner violence, teen dating violence, all these things affect men and boys. And just even some of the cultural norms nowadays and how that's challenging for us. And then even what it's like working as a man in a in this field, which is very much um, uh, female-dominated field of work. So it was a great opportunity. And then um, furthermore, I think um, it was the closing plenary, the Men in the Movement Survivors uh, and Allies panel. And I mean, obviously, Javon Howard, he just did a great job facilitating that. I really uh, was excited about meeting and hearing that Richard Smith, the gentleman who, um, if I recall correctly, had spent some time in prison um, and was challenging some of the cultures in prison and how that translates into a culture like in out of prison for men. Um, I didn't know uh, Dr. Isaac Baez um, and he, I, I guess... Yeah, I just I've ne- I'd never heard of him before, and I don't really know him, of him uh, in the movement. But um, hearing from Julius Payne is always um, exciting. Julius is such a great guy. I met him like almost six years ago at at my first OASV conference, and we've remained friends ever since. So I loved seeing him again and everything. So those were a couple of big highlights for me. But um, I will say, yeah, uh, Megan and I teaching our class was probably the big highlight for me. So. Yeah, you guys had a packed house. <clears throat> did did we? I, I thought it was, yeah, but I was so nervous. Why were you nervous? No, nervous if people were, you know, were going to sign up and all that stuff for, in, you know, coming to our class. But yeah, yeah, as we were handing out the handouts, it was pretty full. We handed out everything, so. Yeah, they put it on the Instagram story that it was a packed house. Because mm. I unfortunately did not go to that one. Nope, nope. I know, I... Would have loved to watch you guys present, but also I listen to you and Megan talk all the time. Yes, and you um, know all about what we're doing, so. I do. It's the work I've been doing all summer. But <laughs> right. I um, was excited that it was packed for you guys. Um, but the 3 p.m. cookies. 3 p.m. cookies? That that's, was uh, that's what stood out to you? Yeah. Especially that kind of, it was kind of nice. It was the nice pick-me-up of the day. That was my favorite yeah. of both days, we were, or two of the days we were there. I guess it didn't make sense to have them the first day. Right. We were only there for a couple hours. Yeah. But. Well, the fact that they thought about 3 p.m. cookies. I mean, I think that's one of the things I really like about the OESV conference. And, and I mean, you know, mad props to Rosa Beltry. She's done her and all of the OESV staff. It's a conference set, and I've been to a lot of different conferences. But OESV is very thorough and very good about, you know, creating this very clear schedule you have this you know opening plenary and you got your little breakfast out there and they always have a good variety of drinks and um just snacks and treats available but then you know to be served a full lunch 
um, you know, have your schedules all very clear and easy, all in one central location. You're not going from, you know, I've, I've been to some conferences where you're walking across convention centers. I mean, no, no complaints about, you know, some of them, but, you know, walking a half mile from one class to another, it's tough. Um, I don't know. I just love the OSV conference. I think they do a really good job with it. So, and it's a great venue. And we're not just saying that because we won an award. <laughs> oh, I that's, well, geez, I forgot that. Yeah, so, yes, we won an award. Uh, do you remember the title? Excellence in Community... Response, right? Response, yes. There we okay. go. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think that's a real honor being recognized by the Ohio Alliance to End Sexual Violence that we are responding to um, the crises in our communities in not just the way or a way but in a way that's recognized as going above and beyond and being you know acknowledged for that so i think it's super cool nevertheless i had a great time at oasv and i'm so grateful for oasv and rosa and all of the staff there so i know i'm excited to make more tiktoks next time i go excellent nice yes we did get some tiktoks from up there um so everybody uh yeah you know one of the things we're just very grateful is is our community partners, both local and state. So thank you, OSV. And uh, we can't wait until next year. And everybody, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.